Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to the Warrior Red Style Anchors of Recovery, my podcasters. I freaking love you guys. So, I'm Cole. I'm Sky. I'm the mom, of course. I'm the daughter wearing glasses to read. Because she's silly and got perfect eyes, but now all of a sudden she wants glasses. So, guess what she's got? Glasses. Uh-uh, that's because I cannot see. Oh, she can't see my bad. She cannot. So guess what we're supposed to do? We're watch. We're supposed to watch Boogeyman. all three of the boogeyman's. One, two, and three. Watch my. Alright, so. Okay, 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 um, so, happy Saturday night, RTR, road tie, baby, uh-oh, Skylar's dancing, uh, with her glasses on, Hey, hey, hey. Alright, so, are you ready? Prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will, take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. One day at a time. Boom! Alright. Oh, Alright. Uh, 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 hold on, scripture. Alright. Scripture says Thessalonians. Heart Directions, chapter 3. Alright, finally. When we could stand it no longer, we decided to stay alone in Athens. And we sent Timothy to visit you. He is our brother and God's co-worker. In proclaiming the good news in Christ, we sent him to strengthen you, to encourage you in your faith, and yeah, to yeah. keep you from being shaken by the troubles you are going through. But you know that we are destined... Uh, hello, I'm reading the scriptures right now. We don't play with God. We play in a second. But you know that we are destined for such troubles, even while we were with you. We warned you that troubles would come, and they did as well. That is why when I could beat it no longer, I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith will still stand strong. I was afraid that the temper had gotten the best of you and that our work had been useless. But now Timothy has just returned, bringing us good news about your faith and love. He reports that you always remember our visits with joy and that you want to see us as much as we want to see you. So we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering. Dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith, it gives us new life to know that you are standing firm in the Lord. How we thank God for you. Because of you, we have great joy as we enter God's presence. Night and day, we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again, to fill the gaps in your faith. May God, our Father, and our Lord Jesus 
bring us to you very soon. And may the Lord make you love for one another and for all people grow and overflow just as our love for you overflows. May he, as a result, make your heart strong, blameless, and holy as you stand before God, our Father, when our Lord Jesus comes again with all his holy people. Amen. All right. So, all right. 12 and 12 steps and traditions. We're on page 110. All right. Practically every AA member declares that no sacrifice has been deeper and no joy greater than in a 12-step job well done. To watch the eyes of men and women open with wonder as they move from darkness into light. To see their lives quickly filled with new purpose and meaning. To see whole families reassembled. To see the alcoholic outcast received back into his community into full citizenship and above all to watch these people awaken to the presence of a loving God in their lives. These things are the substance of what we receive as we carry AA's message to the next alcoholic. Nor is the only kind of 12-step work we sit in AA's meetings and listen not only to receive something ourselves but to give the reassurance and support which our presence can bring if our turn comes to speak at a meeting, we again try to carry AA's message, whether our audience is one or many. It is still 12-step work. There are many opportunities, even for those of us who are unable to speak at meetings or who are so situated that we cannot do much face-to-face 12-step work. We can do the ones who take on the unspectacular but important tasks that make good 12-step work possible. Perhaps arranging for the coffee and cake after the meetings where so many skeptical suspicious newcomers have found confidence and comfort in the laughter and talk this is 12 step work in the very best sense of the word freely ye have received freely give is the core of this part of step 12 we may often pass through 12 step experiences where we will seem to be temporary off the beam. This will appear as big setbacks at the time, but will be seen later as stepping stones to better things. For example, we may set our hearts on getting a particular person sobered up, and after doing all we can for months, we see him relapse. Perhaps this will happen in a succession of cases, and we may be deeply discouraged to our ability to carry AA's message, or we may encounter to reverse situation, in which we are highly elated because we seem to have been successful. Here, the temptation is to become rather possessive of these newcomers. Perhaps we try to give them advice about their affairs, which we aren't really uh, competent to give our all, not give at all. Then we are hurt and confused when the advice is rejected or when it is accepted and brings still greater confusion. By a great deal of arrogant 12-step work, we sometimes carry the message to so many alcoholics that they place us in a position of trust. They make us, let us say, the group's chairman, 
Here again, we are presented with the temptation to overmanage things, and sometimes we result in buffs and other consequences which are hard to take. But in the longer run, we clearly realize that these are only the pains of growing up, and nothing but good can come from them if we turn more and more to the entire 12 step for the answers. Now comes the biggest question yet. What about the practice of these principles in all our affairs? Can we love the whole pattern of living as eagerly as we do the, the small segment of if we discover when we try to help other alcoholics? achieve sobriety can we bring the same spirit of love and tolerance into our sometimes dearranged family lives that we bring in our AA group alright we're going to stop there at 112 Sing it, girlfriend. Sing your little song. Bye, Tom. Baby, you come. Get it out. I look on your face. You have wandered the surface. Like trouble, water running cold. Mother daughter jam, you guys. I went uh big book style four twenty six. <laughs> Say hey to Nana. Okay, I went to my first AA meeting with absolutely no idea what AA was about. I am from a large Irish Catholic family. And had several relatives in and out of the program. AA like prison was shameful, however, and was never discussed. I also had no idea what alcoholism was. I remember a girlfriend once told me that her mother had a drinking problem, but that she was not an alcoholic. Curious, I asked what the difference was. An alcoholic, she told me, is someone who needs to drink alcohol every day, even if. It is only one drink. A person with a drinking problem does not have to drink every day, but once she starts, she cannot stop. By that definition, I was an alcoholic with a drinking problem. Before you go. I was surprised by by my first meeting. It was a church, and whatever I, I had expected, it was not this. The room was filled with well-dressed, smiling, happy people. Not rancid coats or three-day bill, bloodshot eyes, wheezing coughs, or shaky hands. 
but laughter. Someone was talking about God. I was sure I was in the wrong place. Then a woman introduced herself and said that she was an, an alcoholic. Different song. You just sung that one. Sang you another one. I knew then I was in AA. She spoke about her feelings of insecurity replaced by confidence, fear replaced by faith, resentment replaced by love, and despair replaced by joy. I knew those feelings. I had insecurity, fear, resentment, and despair. I could not believe it. Here was a person who was happy. It seemed like a long time since I had seen one of those. After the meeting, people welcomed me with open arms and gave me their telephone numbers. The discussion meeting was followed by a speaker where I had my first awakening at AM. The speaker said, if you're an apple, you can be the best apple you can be, but you can never be an orange. I was an apple, all right, and for the first time, I understood that I had spent my life trying to be an orange. I looked around at a room filled of apples, and it was understanding that the speaker, most of them, were no longer trying to be oranges. My progress in AA, however, was slow. I refused to go to meetings outside of my neighborhood, which meant that I went only Tuesday and Thursday nights. I always felt better after a meeting. I remember times when something upsetting would happen on a Friday, and I would tell myself, I wish it was Tuesday so I could go to the meeting, no matter how many suggestions I heard and how many rides were offered. However, I simply would not go to meetings on those other nights. People gave me many other good suggestions as well. They suggested that I stay out of relationships. I was young and single, and I rejected this idea out of hand for the first year I bounced from one sick relationship to another. They suggested that I get a sponsor. I had no idea what a sponsor was. Too proud to ask, but I sure didn't think I needed one. After all, I was smarter than the rest of these people. They might need someone to tell them how to run their lives. But double vision, neck brace, and all I was doing just fine on my own. People just suggested that I had a, I better find a higher power. I was not fooled. I knew when they said higher power, they meant God. And I knew that God waited for me to step out of the line just once. So... that he could take his revenge. I wanted no part of God. <laughs> um, no. What do y'all do? No, we do not. Oh, Skylar ate your cookie. <laughs> not me. Hey, there's some muffins. There's muffins in the in the on the shelf. Sorry, you guys. Scott got called eating uh, stepdad's food. He's he's a coal miner. He's been out on the road. He lives in West Virginia because he has to stay there all the time. So he only gets to come and see us like once a month. And he's here. And Scott ate his cookie. But since he's been here. He bought him a brand new 78 CV, so good. I got the I got the uh the hand me down, which is a sixty inch. So boom. So blessing blessing at the blessing. Praise reports after praise reports.
but still keep us in your prayers, and we'll see. He'll keep y'all in our prayers. I hope she shuts up soon. Otherwise, I'm gonna naturally knock her out with my fist. <laughs> I wish I could see her right now. She looks really cute. She's got these glasses on, and she's acting crazy singing "Senorita." <laughs> Okay, God, or with this resistance, I plotted along for a few months. Whenever people ask me how I was doing, I would say, fine, just fine. Even though I have a kid that's making my mind go crazy. No matter how hard I was crying inside, then I reached the crossroads. I was sober about six months, and I was not getting any better. I contemplated suicide almost every day. <laughs> My emotions swung between paralyzing despair and murderous rage. Often in the space of a single moment, I was not happy, joyous, or free. I was miserable and I was sick of it. I decided I had enough. I went to my Tuesday night sign. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, meeting fully intent on sharing honestly. I arrived at the meeting and no one else was there. This meeting, which routinely numbered 20 people, was empty. I waited for a few minutes and was preparing to leave when a man who, hey, I barely knew walked through the door. He suggested that he and I have a meeting. I was sure it was a bad idea. He asked me how I was doing. That was I. That was all I needed. The pain, fear, misery, anger, loss, resentment, and despair came pouring out. For the next 45 minutes, I talked I talked at this man who continued to nod his head, smile, and say, yeah, I remember feeling that way. For the first time, I had made completely honest contact with another human being. I showed someone who I really was without fear or rejection. I took an action that was designed to make me feel rather than just look better. I was met with acceptance and love. When I had finished talking, he told me something simple. You don't have to drink over it. What an idea. I had thought that situations made me drink. If I was angry, I drank. If I was happy, I drank. Bored or excited, elated or depressed, I drank. There was a man telling me that independence of my life situation, I did not have to drink. If I stuck with AA, I could stay sober under any and all conditions. He gave me hope, and in many ways, he symbolized the door through which I finally walked into Alcoholics Anonymous. All right, we're stopping there on Windows Opportunity on page 429. Okay, I'm reading my side now. All right, go for it. Okay, it says, I love you when you call me, Senorita. I wish I could send that to the Nita. I never touch it. la, la, la. It's ooh, la, la. Okay, they probably don't want to hear us now. Oh! <laughs> uh, I had that song stuck in my head. I can't even read right now. I need my glasses. Oh my god. Pray for her, y'all. I, I was reading the math. Abraham Lincoln believed in hard work. And honest. Abraham Lincoln was known as Honest Abe. 
Harry Tumbling, I can't say your name right, joined a underground railroad and I can't keep track where we are. Well, that's because you're too. many people escape slavery. The Underground Railroad was a group of people who helped others in slavery escape or run away. Harry, Harry Tumblin, still can't say name right, grew up a slave in Maryland. Abraham Lincoln was born in a cabin. Abraham Lincoln became a president. Courage is another word that means to be brave. Oh, you keep me running. Okay, and somebody tell me. Early conscious reminder, happiness is when what you think. My name is spelled S-K-Y-L-E-R. Another early conscious reminder. We may encounter many defeats, but we must not be defeated. Hey, um, I gotta so ask you. So today we're gonna be airdropping pictures. Hey, I gotta tell y'all something. Money to random people. If they accept it, we're gonna cash up. Why aren't you still recording it? I am. Oh. Well, I gotta tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. Tell us. So where the fuck is my name is spelled S-K-Y-L-E-R. That's wrong. It's S-K-Y-L-A-R. Why has somebody been saying it's the other way? Yeah. My teacher spelled it S-K-Y-L-E-R. Hmm. That's what I'm talking about. And I write it with the A every time on my work. I learned that way. And that's how it's supposed to be right. Well, okay, well. Alright, so I'm, I'm gonna on, hold. Fear not. Isolation. Trust in the God who will not leave you or forsake you. The fear that we are alone in the world is enough to bring us to our knees. While at some points in life that fear might be more philosophical. <laughs> There are other times when it feels distinctly human. Your mother has passed. Your children are grown. Your best friend is in another state. The seat beside you on the couch is empty. Being alone is scary. Being lonely can be even scary. It raises the question, is there one who will never leave us? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. Because of them, the Lord, your God, goes with you. He will not, never leave you nor forsake you. Deuteronomy 31.6 God will never leave you or forsake you. You are not alone. You have never been alone. But it is not just one verse in Deuteronomy on which we stake our hope. This promise is woven throughout the whole Bible. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9 God is our refuge, our strength, and our ever-present help in trouble. Psalms 46.1 And surely I am with you always. To the very end of the age, the word of Jesus in Matthew twenty eight twenty, neither height nor depth nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans eight thirty nine. 
and this barely even scratches the surface God has always wanted to be with his people. We walked with Adam and Eve in the garden when they had to leave the the garden. God made a promise that it would not also be so. He would make a way, a way to with his people. And when the time was right, Jesus born of Mary became Emmanuel, God with us. But how is Jesus with us today through his spirit? It is a beautiful mystery. By his spirit, Christ dwells in our heart through faith. Be sure to read Ephesians 3, 16, 19. Today, as you read the scriptures that follow, if you are physically alone or mostly alone, look for the promises. God is with you if you need comfort, if you need peace, if you need a listening ear. He is there. Hey, I was not through. Okay, well... You go on about what you were wanting to do. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Okay, go. Yes. I wrote this poem when my mama was saying it. So it has a couple words in it. A lot of ands in it. I love everybody and my mommy and my nana and my pop pop and my two puppies. And my friends. Aww. Alright, the prayer of St. Francis. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace. That where there is hatred, I may bring love. That where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony. And that where there is error, I may bring truth. That where there is doubt, I may bring faith. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. That where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant... That I seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds, it is forgiving that one is forgiving. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Amen. All right. Okay, I wrote, I wrote another one. It's not that long. It says, and my fish. <laughs> you need to go feed them fish, hunty. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, you guys, remember. It says, I love butterflies. And me too, especially the yellow ones. All right, you guys. We love y'all like follow. We love y'all like um we love y'all like Jesus does. She's forgetting everything. No, I was I was gonna say We love you like everybody loves people and Jesus and I love everybody like you heard in my poem that I wrote. And we love you guys. Please pray for us because and we will pray for y'all. 
I gotta do my homework on Sunday night. And I have school. Yeah, yeah. Cause I literally forgot to do my homework. Basically. Not always. All right, you guys. Mwah, mwah, mwah.